Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to I Am Next Generation Youth Ministry Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Daquan McKnight, and I pray that each and every one of you is having a blessed week and a blessed day. And I pray that these podcast messages that you've been listening to on whatever device or wherever you can get access to them has blessed your heart and mind. And I pray that you will share them with your family and friends. Today, I want to speak to you on a subject that you don't hear preached so often in churches. An event that's going to shock and shake the very foundations of the world. But the question is, will we be ready for it? It is the rapture of the church. The rapture of the church. And you can find this great promise in two areas in the Bible. First, in Jude, verse 14 through 15. Jude, a brother of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, made this wonderful and shocking statement. He says in Jude 14 and 15, Now Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and all of the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Now, I would title this podcast, Are You Rapture Ready? But I want to title this message for you. The great event that will shake the world. The great event that will shake the world. The great event that will shake the world. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for all that you have done for us. Lord, I pray that each and every person under the sound of my voice, I pray for everyone that they will prepare their hearts and minds for the soon return of Jesus Christ and to be sure that they made Jesus the Lord and Savior and Master of their lives so they can spend all eternity with him. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And the church says, Amen. Amen. Today I want to talk to you about the great event that will shake the world. The great event that will shake the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To start off this podcast, I want to give you some scenarios. I'm going to give you some scenarios, life-changing events that may have happened throughout history or has happened already in our world today. And I just want you to think about them for a moment. Amen? Amen. We have experienced throughout the world many events that have changed the course of history, such as the assassination of John F. Kennedy, the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr., Sandy Hook, the shooting at the school, Columbine High School shooting, the Boston Marathon explosion, the shooting at Virginia Tech, the shooting at the Aurora, Colorado movie theater on the night when the Batman movie premiered, and of course, 9-11, the coronavirus pandemic, and many more. Now, what did all these events have in common? They were events that came upon us without any warning, and sadly, 
we were not ready or prepared for any of them. Sometimes we may have events that may come upon us at the last minute without a heads up or a warning. And it's happened throughout daily life. Maybe a doctor's appointment that may have popped up at the last minute or maybe a school event that popped up at the last minute. Finals for school, job meetings, trips, etc, etc, etc. Now there are times in which we know that when a special event is coming up, we have the tendency to be prepared and have everything organized like in your calendar or whatever to make sure that whatever event's coming off that you're available for that day. But I'm here to tell you my friends, there is coming an event that will take place in the very near future. An event that will impact the world greatly and will rock and shake the very foundations of the world. And this event will cause us to question, did we even know that it was going to happen? Why didn't we prepare ourselves for this event? I'm speaking, of course, the rapture of the church. The rapture of the church. Now, many times when you go to church or when you hear a good sermon preached by a pastor, you don't hear this topic brought up or you don't hear anything about prophecy or the soon return of Christ. None of those things taught in churches because a, many people don't believe in prophecy, or B, they just are fearful of what's coming in the future, or C, they just have no regard for prophecy. In fact, we are to preach prophecy. In fact, John tells us in Revelation 1 verse 3, Blessed is he that reads this, they that hear the words of this prophecy, and those that keep the things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. What is the rapture, you may ask? The rapture of the church is a time in which the Lord Jesus Christ returns from heaven to earth to take the church, which is you and me, out of the world before the time of tribulation comes upon the earth. The rapture of the church is a time in which millions of people will be missing suddenly, without warning, without any sign. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God will move, the trumpet will sound, the archangel will shout, and the Bible tells us that Christ will come and rapture the believers home to heaven. In fact, Titus 2.13 would describe it as the blessed hope in which Jesus is coming again to take the believers home to heaven to be with him. If you ever seen the Left Behind movies like starring with Kirk Cameron, they did a phenomenal job of filming that movie, trying to picture in our minds of what the rapture is going to be like when millions of people disappeared. They did great illustrations of like people leaving their clothes and stuff behind and so forth. But we know that the rapture is coming very, very soon. In fact, Jesus himself says before he went to the cross, he says, In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and will receive you to myself, that where I am, you may be also there. Listen to that again. He says, in my father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will receive you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. Who is he speaking of? You believers. I'm taking the believers home to heaven to be with me. That's the promise of the rapture. Now, the Greek word for rapture is the word repere or rapture. Rapazo in the Greek New Testament, which means to snatch away, caught away. Now, many people have said, oh, rapture is not found in the Bible. Yes, the word rapture is not found in the Bible. Like the word, like the word Sunday is not mentioned in the Bible. 
well the word trinity is not in the bible but but when you read the bible carefully when you read between the lines they will use certain words or phrases to describe it like for sunday they will use the term the first day of the week or for the trinity they will use the father the son and the holy spirit or for the rapture they will use the catching away the snatching away now, many of you might mock me and say, oh, this is never going to happen. This is not going to take place. But let me tell you something, it will take place. It is a time in which Jesus Christ is coming again for his church. He's coming for a church without spot or blemish. You see, Paul taught that Christ will one day return for his church in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning in verse 13, in which he says, I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, those who have died, that you sorrow not as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and he rose again, even so them which also sleep in Jesus will God bring with them from where? From heaven. Imagine this, my friends. When the believer dies, the body goes to the grave, but the spirit goes to heaven. But at the time of the rapture, the spirit returns with Christ. The body is then resurrected, reunited with the spirit, and they're literally taking body and spirit home to be with him in the Father's house. During the time of the rapture, Christ will raise the righteous dead from the time of Adam until now and transform their dead bodies into glorified bodies. Like David would say in Psalm 17 verse 15, As for me, I will see your face in righteousness. I will be satisfied when I awake with your likeness. You see, those who are alive, he will take home to heaven and give them glorified bodies. And Paul goes on to say, For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus shall we always be with the Lord. He says, therefore, comfort one another with these words. You see, it is time that we get ready for the final call. The rapture is coming soon. You see, Jesus can come at any moment, at any time. And it's time that we have to be ready for the final call. It is important that you make peace with God. It is important that you make peace with God before you breathe out your last breath. Now, many people think that the rapture is not going to happen, that is not going to take place and everything. But let me tell you, it will take place. You see, the rapture changes everything. His return is very near. And even the rapture itself will happen without any warning or without any sign. When you look at signs when you're driving down the road, they tend to grab your attention. They give you warnings or things you need to be on the lookout for. When you read the Bible, when you read Bible prophecy, there are certain signs, certain things that will grab our attention to remind us and to let us know that his return is very, very near. When we read the passage in Jude 14, we read of an old wise man named Enoch. Now, you can read about him in the book of Genesis, in which Enoch was a descendant of Adam and Seth. He spent his time communicating with God, he spent his time in the presence of God, and Enoch represent the walk of faith. He was an outstanding Old Testament man of faith, and he even got a spot reserved for him in the Hall of Faith, or the 
Hall of Fame, I should say, in Hebrews 11, in which the Bible says in Hebrews 11, 5, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. You see, Enoch was one of the greatest Old Testament men of faith. He preached the truth to his generation, and guess what? He was taken up, and nobody could find him because he was already gone. You see, the message of the return of Christ has been declared by many people. There have been testimony of the saints and leaders even during the time of the dark ages and the great awakenings until now that have preached the truth, that preached about the return of Christ. From the time of Enoch all the way down to the Apostle Paul and so forth, many people have preached about the rapture. For example, look at history. Victoria, the great Catholic Bishop of Patola in the year 270, proclaimed the gospel, proclaimed the message of the return of Christ. Then you had Ephraim the Syrian, who translated many of the Greek Orthodox. Many of the hymns used in the Greek Orthodox churches, 300 years said, "We're going to be gone before the we're going to be gone before the tribulation would take place on the earth." Believed in the rapture, but then all of a sudden the Dark Ages came, a thousand years when people did not have any Bibles, and so the truth of the message started to die out. Let me tell you something: God always has a special remnant of people that will obey His voice and do His commands. From the 300s to the 1300s, we have Reverend Dulcino, 1315, preached the rapture. 1555, Hugh Latimer, just before he died, being burned at the stake, said, We are going to miss the tribulation period. This isn't it yet, though I'm dying here, being burned at the stake. In the year 1540, Joseph Mead, 1620, uh, Cotton Mather, Peter Jural, John McGill, James McKnight, J.N. Darby, all of them, many, 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 many outstanding preachers of faith, Billy Graham and others preached about the soon return of Jesus Christ. Now, many people believe in a theory called the pre-tribulation or the pre-rapture theory in which the church will be taken out of the way before the time of trouble appears on the earth and you know what the word rapture means in the English definition it means joy and happiness you see when we get to heaven it's going to be a time of joy and happiness when we get to heaven it's going to be a time of joy and happiness and a time of peace now many of you are like Pastor Daquan McKnight, what you're saying, this is great, this is amazing. I want to be rapture ready. What do I have to do? There are a few things that you need to do. Number one, stay centered in Christ. Make sure that you stay in Christ. Jesus himself says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes up to the Father but by me. So make sure that you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior and that you are staying centered in him. Another way you can keep yourself prepared is by staying committed in His Word. Staying committed in His Word. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 
In another part in Psalm 119, it says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in the heavens. Another way you can stay prepared is worship and praise. Stay in the atmosphere of praise and worship. Psalm 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Also, too, stay in the attitude of prayer. Keep on praying. Keep praying. Stay in prayer. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning in verse 17, says, Pray without ceasing. In other words, don't stop praying to the Lord. Don't stop praying to the Lord. Stay compassionate towards others. Stay compassionate towards others. Stay compassionate towards others. Show compassion, love, and concern for your fellow man and your fellow woman, your brothers and sisters in Lord. In fact, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, beginning in verse 12 through 13, it says this. Now to those who are such, we command and exhort through Jesus Christ our Lord that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. And if anyone else does not obey our word in this epistle, note that person and do not keep company with him that he may be ashamed. Yet do not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Also, stay connected to your church. The body of Christ needs to come together more than ever. In fact, the author of the book of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 and we hear this quoted so often in church is that we should learn to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some but exhorting one another as so much the more as you see the day approaching meaning the approaching of the return of Christ which is drawing very near in fact Paul would even use that principle again in Romans chapter 13 I believe beginning in verses 11 through 12 when he wrote to the church at Rome in which he emphasized that they should put on Christ he tells them this and now do this knowing the time that now it is high time to wake out of sleep for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed the night is far spent the day is at hand therefore let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and in drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. And also to remain calm in your spirit. Be at peace with God. As Jesus himself says, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God as you believe in me. So, as I conclude this podcast, I want to ask you the question. Are you ready for his return? Are you rapture ready? You see, when it takes place, it's going to be an exciting time when we will see him face to face and be with him for all eternity. As Revelation 22 verse 4 says, and they will see his face and his name will be written in their foreheads. The phrase to see his face means in the ancient world to have an audience with the king. Think of that. In heaven, you will have an audience with the Lord of heaven, the Lord of Lords.
Hogwarts and King of Kings on a regular basis. What a great time that's going to be. For some of you, while you're listening to this podcast, many of you are wondering, I I am not at peace with God. I, I need to make things right with God. What you're saying, Pastor McKnight, is true that I want to be sure that I'm rapture ready. Well, I encourage you to pray with me right now. I encourage you to pray this simple prayer. Let me tell you something. It's not the words of the prayer that matters. It's the condition of the heart that matters. For the Bible declares, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you can know Jesus Christ today, right now. The scripture says, In an acceptable time have I heard you, and in the day of salvation have I helped you. He says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Let me ask you the question. If Jesus was to return for you today, if the rapture was to take place today, will you be ready? Are you rapture ready? I want you to be ready. The time is now to receive him. Don't wait till next week or next month or next year. The scripture says in James 4, 14, for what is your life? It is like a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. So if you don't know Jesus Christ right now, I want to challenge you, accept him right now. For the scripture says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Just pray this prayer with me from your heart and from your mouth by saying this, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. I believe that you're risen from the dead, and I believe that you're coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the laws, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am born again. I'm on my way to heaven, and I have Jesus in my heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, my friends, I tell you today that all your sins are forgiven. Run to God and not from God because he loves you and he has a wonderful plan for your heart and life. Amen. Amen. And I encourage you to get into a good church that preaches the truth, that preaches the gospel, that preaches thus saith the Lord. Get into a good Bible study. Be connected with fellow believers. Be reading your Bibles and so forth. Amen. Amen. I want to leave you with this one thought from 1 Timothy 6.14. That you keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, I pray that this message has blessed your heart and mind. Please tune in next time as we continue to go into the Word of God and study and digest it together. Please share this with someone that you know that needs to be rapture ready, that needs to be ready for his return because he is coming. And I will ask you again, if the rapture was to happen today, will you be left behind? God bless you.